Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. But, uh, if I can, turn, take you to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I want to read to you and, and just, a, just something God's dropped in my heart about probably maybe six weeks ago. And uh, something that I wanted to tell you is, is, is Bethel. So if this is if, if your home church is somewhere else, this may not 100% pertain to you. You're welcome to listen in. But I, this is really for our church today. And I want to take you to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And we'll start in verse 34. It's the story of David and Goliath. How many like that story? It's the story, and as a matter of fact, one of the first ones we probably ever learned as little, little people, was that this little teenage boy whipped this big giant, outmanned, outmatched, out, literally, literally outnumbered, and God won a great victory. But I'm, I'm, we're going to pick up in verse 34, so it's kind of into the story. But if you've heard this story, you'll, you'll, you'll be quick to catch up. Before we start, let's pray again. Father, again, what an opportunity we have to come before you. And we came to stand before one person today. I came to preach to one person. We came to worship one person. We came to sing to one person. And, and so we pray that we've been, we'll be faithful to honor you and to, to glorify you in, uh, tonight. And, and I pray that this word will speak to the heart of a body of believers. I pray it'll, it'll, it'll really just stir what maybe they've already been thinking. And for all this, we love you and give you praise for it. Pray that you'll get us home safely. Pray for our students who are at Winter Jam right now that you'll touch their hearts. As they, um, as they worship God, and, and we know we'll, we'll do it, you'll do it for all for your glory. It's in your name we ask it. Everybody said, thank you, Jesus. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, smote him, and slew him. The servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And David said unto the, and, and Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor. He put a helmet of brass upon his head. He also armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he said, he was about to go, for he had, but he did not go, for he had not proved it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them on, took them off. And so he took his staff in his hand. He chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in his grip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the, to the Philistine. And as the Bible tells us that David actually went against Goliath, used his sling, used his stone and slew Goliath, chopped his head off and won a mighty battle for, for the people of God that particular day. But the part I want to show you tonight is that David couldn't do it with somebody else's stuff. He had to use his stuff to get the job done. He couldn't use Saul's armor. Saul's armor didn't fit him. Saul's arm wasn't comfortable. He hadn't used Saul's armor before, and it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work with the way that Saul, he used Saul's stuff. And he said it like this. He said, I can fight. I just can't do it like that. 
I can defeat this, this enemy. I can defeat Goliath. I just can't do it with your weapons. I got to use the weapons that God's given to me. Now, how many know many f- believers today are fighting today, but they're trying to use somebody else's weapons to fight the battle? And the thing is, is it just won't work. God gives his people gifts. He gives them abilities. He gives them families. He gives them churches. And he gives them ability and gifts. And when we try to use somebody else's stuff to get the job done, it just really doesn't work. If you believe that, say amen. You know why that is? Because God didn't make us to be them. And God didn't make you to be me. Because God made you just like you are to win the battles that he has in front of you with the tools and the weapons that he's given you. Now that tells me something. That tells me that's good news because the battles that you and I are going to face in this life, God's already given you the tools to, to, win, the, to win the battle. Amen? Now, sometimes we as pastors can be the absolute world's worst at this particular topic. Because if there's a church down the road doing it, then we think it's working down there. We think we got to do it at our church. If they're waving banners down the road, we go buy some banners. If they're playing a certain style of music down the road and it's working for them, and we try that style of music and it falls flat. If they got a thrift store down the road and we think, hey, let's get us a thrift store because it's working for them, just because it works down the road doesn't mean it works right here. And I think sometimes God says this, stop trying to take rocks out of somebody else's creek and get the ones out of your own creek. We can't be them. We got to get our own word from God and we got to be who God made us to be. Now, there's also a trap with Christians. Sometimes we as believers, we can be, we can be tough on ourselves because we compare ourselves to other believers. You know, if I could just pray like Bob. I mean, if I could just pray like Bob, I mean, I just want to pray like Bob. Bob gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Bob makes his cup of coffee. He sits and prays for an hour. He's got his list of all the things he prays for, and I wish I could pray like Bob. But the thing is, I can't get myself out of bed in the morning. So instead of me beating myself up or you beating yourself up because you don't pray like Bob, you may not pray like Bob, but there's something else. There's something else good you pray about. Maybe 12 o'clock in the afternoon is your best time to pray. And maybe you don't need a list. Maybe you just, just ask the Lord to, to give it to you as he needs you to pray for it. And that's how you do your best. You do you, boo. Are you hearing me? You do your best being you and not trying to be somebody else. And if you'll do you and I'll be me, God will do something great through all of us. Amen? It's wonderful, this idea of when we read the story of David. I mean, it's just wonderful that he did. I mean, even the thing that gets me is the king gave him the tools and his weaponry to use. And the teenage boy is the only one that had no sense, knew he couldn't use it. What we see is that God is, is uses these, uh, these gifts that we give us. And when it's through the test of life that we learn what the gifts is that God, are give, uh, God gives us. It's through the tough seasons of life. It's through the battles when we go through them. And then we realize the gifts that God has given us to use. Because the one that you use back then is probably one he's going to help you to use in the future. Did you get that? I didn't want that to go over your head. The battle, the, the weapon you used last time is lots of times the battle he's going to use this time because you've already used it one time. So if prayer worked last time, baby love, you know what? Prayer might work next time. If praise in God worked last time, then praise in God may just work in the future. Are you with me? If you gave to God and God did something marvelous, I bet maybe he's going to walk you down a road somewhere where he's going to ask you to give to him again to win that victory. Testing is what God uses to show us what our gifts are. It's interesting he didn't defeat the lion with a sword. He didn't. He didn't defeat the bear with a shield. He defeated him with a slingshot. 
And so when it came time to fight in Goliath, God didn't use a sword and God didn't use a shield. God used a slingshot again. It says it like this in verse 39. And David strapped his sword over his armor. And he tried in vain, that one, one translation says, to go, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, look, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. David defeated Goliath with a sling. Moses defeated Pharaoh with a rod. Jehoshaphat defeated the enemy with a song. Jesus defeated Satan with a word. Everybody used the gift that God had given them to fight the battle that they needed to win. And friend, if you and I will do the exact same thing, if we'll just use the tools and the resources God has given to fight and not try to use it because it worked for somebody else, God will win a great victory through you and through me. Amen? Something powerful about this thought, to just use what you got in your hands. I like the stories Jesus many times throughout the Bible. The Bible says that the Lord asked him what he had in his hand, and speaking of Moses, and Moses had come to God and said, God, look, I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't speak very eloquently. I, I don't know how to defeat Pharaoh. I don't know how to lead millions of people to a promised land. I don't know what to do. How do you think I'm ever going to win this battle? And what did God say? Boom. What do you have in your hand? Because, see, the thing is, is what you got in your hand is enough for you plus God to win the victory. See, all David had to have, he just had a little bit of stone in his, in his hand. He had a little stone in his pocket. And God said, let's see, what do you got? A stone, you, that plus me is enough. Amen? Because no matter what you have, you plus him is more than enough to win any battle that you are ever going to face in life. Oh, that's good preaching. And I said, what you've got plus Jesus is enough to win any battle you and I are able to face. Oh, will you just give me a name to it? Is it a giant? Is it named Goliath? Oh, is it called cancer? Is it called bankruptcy? What's the name on it? Is it called divorce? Is it called death? It doesn't matter what it is because what you got plus what he's got is more than enough to bring us through. There's a story in the Bible. When Solomon had passed away or Solomon was going to be with the, on to, to, to with the Lord, his, one of his sons was going to take his place. And his son asked the question to some of the elders. He asked different people how to lead the kingdom. He asked some more mature people, and they gave him some good advice. He asked some of the younger people who were friends of his. He said, what I should do, and, and they gave him some bad advice. And Solomon's son took the wrong advice from the wrong people. He took the wrong tools, and they got the wrong ammunition. And when he tried to apply them, it didn't work. It should tell us that, and show us another illustration that once again, that you don't have to go take somebody else's stuff and somebody else's uh, armor to win your battle, just be you and use what God's given you. I had a friend, when I, when I first became or was thinking about being on the front side of being an Assemblies of God pastor, I learned that Assemblies of God pastors back then, they preached a certain way. And they preached what I call, it's called an and a preacher. Have you ever heard of and a preacher? It's where every sentence they say and a. And so that's what I'd heard, and those were preachers that I'd heard. So I thought, well, that's how you do it, so that's how I'll do it. And so I tried to be an and a preacher, and that lasted about one sermon. And it goes something like this, and Moses was on the backside of the desert. And glory to God, he wasn't on the north side. He wasn't on the back side. He wasn't on the front side. But see, I can't even get it right. Glory to God, he's on the back side of the desert. 
And I about hyperventilated when I preached that sermon, and I realized that just wasn't my thing. It wasn't my style. So me trying to be like somebody else really wasn't doing me very good. I, there's also times there's people say, hey, if you hear a good sermon, just take that sermon like on the radio or on whatever. Take that sermon and preach it. So I tried that one time. I listened to a guy on TV. He had a great sermon. I wrote the notes down just like he preached it. I went up and preached it one day, and there was does the term flatlessly fell flat like a rock? Does that mean anything to you? I mean, I couldn't. I think people walked out while I was preaching it. So bad. But what I learned again is, once again, God don't need me to be him, does he? God doesn't need me to be anybody else. He just wants me to be the best me I can be. And if I'll do that plus him, that's more than enough to get the job done. David said this. He said, you know what? I'm really not very good with that shield and that sword. I'm really not good with that spear. But I'm really, really good with a slingshot. And I really do love God. And if I'll just do that, my slingshot, keep loving God, he'll take care of the rest. And it says it like this. It said, the battle is the Lord's. He says that. Go with me in the, in the Bible, in 1 Samuel. He says this, verse 37. David said, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. And Saul armed David with his armor. He put a helmet of brass upon his head. He armed him with a coat of mail and dirt. David girded his sword upon him. He was going to go, but he proved it not. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with thee, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. He took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones out of the brook, put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip, and his sling was in his hand. He drew near the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. When he saw him, he looked at him for disdain, and he was but a youth and a ruddy of a fair countenance. The Philistine said, Am I a dog that you come to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'll give flesh unto your fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. And David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, with a spear, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Listen, my friend, I just hope that you understand what I'm trying to say. And that is that you plus Jesus is more than enough in life. Now let me I just talk to you, Bethel, for just a minute. Just Bethel, you got a gift. You got a gift that God's given you. And he hadn't given it to everybody else, but he, he given it, he's given it to you. And let me tell you what your gift is tonight. You are the most gracious people to one another that we've ever pastored. You are kind to one another. If somebody's in need, you meet the need. Very rarely does somebody outside, if there's a need, somebody outside of another body meets the need. You meet the need. You're very gracious and kind to those who walk through the door. I've seen you do it over and over again. Walk up to people, shake their hands, smile at them, ask them questions as they walk in to church. Some of them for the first time ever. Some of them have not been in a while, but I've watched you be kind to those who walk in the doors of the church. I watch you during worship, and you raise your hands, and you praise God, and you're expressive in your worship. When the Spirit of God moves, you just begin to, to lift up Jesus and magnify Him. Over and over, I've seen you do that. I've seen even you have needs, no matter what it looks like, feeling, financial, um, physical, it doesn't matter what it is, you bring it and you come to the altar and bring your need over and over again. Many times you bring it and you really don't want people to know it, but you bring it because you know if you can just get to God, He'll solve that problem. I've watched you do that. I've seen you give Give above and beyond. 
I mean, I'd, sometimes I tell my family, I said, these people are such givers. You know, admissions, when it comes to missions, I could auction off a dead cat and somebody would buy it out there. If they knew it was going to missions. Y'all going to be really shocked when I bring a dead cat to the bake sale, right? People that are in need, I see you gather around them on the regular. They come to the altar, and I see you come behind them, come around them, pray for them, walk them down the roads of life. And to me, it's, it's, it's a privilege I see you used in the gifts of the Spirit. I see you pray in the Spirit. I see you just, be, you do just like Jesus said. He said, if the, he asked, he prayed and said that they would be one. I've seen you be one. And through all kinds of different things that have happened, especially the last two years in something called COVID. And so what I'm asking you tonight as, we, as I preach this sermon, and I tell you this, that I'm not sure what other churches do, but I know this. If you'll just keep doing you, boo. If you'll just keep being you. Don't change who God made you to be. Don't change who God made us to be. It doesn't matter if they're sacrificing goats in the church down the road. We're not going to start sacrificing goats. We'll just keep being us. Just keep doing you. Keep loving people. Keep worshiping God. Keep using, putting him in, in, in the front of your families and worshiping him in your families and leading your families in the things of God. Please don't change. Please keep being you when your friend comes to church. And you feel you the need, the Spirit leading you to the altar, keep going to the altar. When your sister-in-law comes to church and she's sitting right next to you and you feel the need to pray in the Spirit, friend, go ahead and just pray in the Spirit. If the richest guy in town walks through that, church, that door and walks in doesn't know, looks like he doesn't know what's going on, you keep reaching out to him and say, hey, how can I help you? Lead him to where he needs to go. If the poorest man in church comes through that door, keep, keep being you. Keep reaching, walking up to them, reaching out to them and find out where they need to go, caring about them in their, in, their, in their stay of life. If the guy who comes two times a year walks in the door, do the same thing that you've been doing and act like he's here every single week. There seems to be more people that you don't know at church than you do know. Will you keep on praising God? Will you keep on singing hallelujah to Jesus? Will you keep on asking God to move upon your church family and praying for those that are in need? If a word of encouragement needs to be given, keep giving it. If the gifts of the Spirit need to be given, keep giving them. If you feel led to give, keep, keep giving. Please don't stop being you no matter what happens in the world in, in church. Amen? Because I believe there's some battles that have to be won. And God can't win them through anybody else. And thank God for every single other body of believers. But tonight I'm not preaching to every single body of believers. I'm preaching to us, to you. And I'm just praying that you don't stop. You keep being you no matter what happens. I had to ask the question, why did God do that? Why did he choose David in a slingshot? Of all the people in Israel, I mean, there was people that knew how to use swords. People knew how to use spears. People knew how to use all different types of weaponry. Why did he use the guy that could use a slingshot? And David gives us the answer. He said, and that all this assembly, may that know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. He said, here's the reason that God's using me today, so that everybody may know that the Lord saves not with the sword and the spear. Because everybody knows that if you're going to go to battle, you use a sword and a spear. But the thing is, if you use something beside a sword and a spear and you win the battle, we must know it had to have been God. 
So the thing is, is that why does God use the sling and the stone? Because he wanted everybody to know that at the end of the day, when the battle was won, they knew it wasn't David. They knew it wasn't Israel. They knew it was God. So why does God want you and me to be us? Because at the end of the day, when all said and done, and God does wonderful things, and God does marvelous things, and God wins battle after victory after battle, when all said and done, and we're standing in heaven, and people say, hey, you went to that Bethel church. Once again, the testimony will be the exact same. It wasn't us that did it, because we did, all we had was a stone. It was Almighty God who won that victory for us, because we all know that the battle is the Lord's. And that's what God's speaking to you today. Don't change you. And David was right. So God can get the praise. So God can get the praise. So when we win a victory, when we win a battle, and somebody asks us why, how, which way, you could say, I don't know. We were just doing our thing, and God, up, God, God showed up and won a victory. Amen? See, the thing is, everybody else was trying to figure out how to do it. Everybody else in, 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 in the, on the battlefield was trying to think of what they needed to do to win the battle. The only person that had it figured out was David because he just said, I'll just do what I do and, and God will win the victory. So while everybody else is trying to figure out what to do today, who do we follow? Who do we go after today? What church do we model? What family do we model? What, what marriage do we model? At the end of the day, instead of trying to find out who's doing what, let's just go ahead and keep being us and let God win the victory. Amen? Because I believe this, the battle is still the Lord's today in 2022. Drives me crazy that during the election, people were talking about this about the United States. Listen, we got to do it like they're doing it. We got to do it like Norway does it, or we got to do it like Canada does it, or we got to do it like everybody else does it. And my question was, when did we ever decide that we were going to be like anybody else? Why don't we just keep being the good old U.S. of A and stop trying to be everybody else and be us? And I think the same thing today in church, in families, in you, in nations. I think just keep being you, baby love, and God will get the victory and everybody will look towards him and not look towards us. Amen? Father, tonight in Jesus' name, we're a body of believers, but we're a specific body of believers. We got our own fingerprints. We got our own DNA. We got our own way of doing things. And God, we're going to just not going to stop doing things the way that we do them because we want this at the end of the day for you to get the victory. And so I pray tonight for this body of this church. I pray in Jesus' name that they'll keep on keeping on. They'll keep on loving, keep on praying, keep on worshiping, keep on giving. No matter what happens, God, no matter if the world goes into a pandemic, that we'll keep being us until you come back. I pray this tonight, God, that once again that you'll stir us, that you'll continue and finish what you started in Bethel. I pray for those that maybe are watching tonight, right where they are. I pray they'll begin to ask God, God, don't let me change. God, let me be the, just the David that you made me to be so that you can get the glory. And I pray for those here tonight, the same prayer will come out of their lips. God, help me to be the man that you've called me to be. Help me to be the David today with just a sling and some stones, God, and a, and a belief and faith in God. I pray that tonight you'll do something great and you'll win some battles and you'll win some victories all from that. And I love you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.